it's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to a very special edition of Auburn Undercover and the Casual Flex. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes D. Scoop. Today, I got a very, very special guest, Mr. Kenny Irons. Kenny, what's up, bro? What's up, what's up, what's up, Will? Nothing much, man. Just just chilling. My boy, just hanging out the crib. My boy, K.I., man, uh, uh, a legendary Auburn player, uh, somebody who is in the record books and probably will be for a long, long time um, out of the metro Atlanta area. And, oh, and before I say anything else, make sure y'all go hit the like and subscribe button. And today's episode was brought to you by like Alliance artwork, you see that? Uh, a town down for sure. You know, braids colors. Uh, make sure you check them out. <laughs> so, Kenny, man, for er- for anybody that doesn't know you, like that wasn't in Auburn, that didn't get to meet you growing up, who are you as a person? Uh just um, outgoing, goofy, silly. Um, I would say very big from extrovert, but introvert. You know, um, I, I'm somebody who's, who's very, you know, caring, giving, um, not selfish, um, uh, only selfish, like when it comes to like time too, you know, because you can't give your time to everybody. You right. have to be cautious uh, of, of your energy and other people's energy, and it can be very draining. But I'm just someone who who really enjoys watching people grow, whether it's through fitness and through through motivation or just, you know, like one of the motiva- things about motivation is just that like, in order to receive what you're hearing, you got to be very disciplined. Mm. Um, some people can get motivation and, and they don't ever do anything with it. So that's when discipline comes in. I'm someone who tries, you know, I just, you know, I, I try to be a life coach and, okay. and everybody has like an Instagram feed and everybody has a social media and that's what our, 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 our world has, toned, has turned to. Um, so I try to be very positive because you never know who may come across your page or read something and whatever they read might inspire them, you know, you know, people put on, you know, they're drinking and they're partying, but you see that every day. Why right. do you want to come to a platform where you can help somebody and you just show them something that, that they see every, you know, people drink every week. I, I like tequila and bourbon. I'm not going to share that, like, me out drinking 24-7 and partying and going right. great. Like, people don't need to see that. They, they want to see, they need other information because, you know, people imitate life and what they see and, and they're, um, you know, a lot of people are, are influenced by a lot of times what they see because some people can't think for themselves. So, mm. so they always like, Oh, well I see this, I see that. And they want to imitate that or, or influenced by that. So a lot of times for me as a person, I know going through, uh, through college in Auburn, I've always had, I've always shared, you know, you know, who my time and, and, you know, just try to be positive around all the people I interact with. So, no, and that's, I think that's that's just me, silly, goofy, caring, <laughs> like, very outgoing, but right. a huge introvert. And just you know, I've always said, um, I've always said like people say, "Nah, Kenny, you're like just outgoing. You speak to everybody, this and this type of person." I was like, "Yeah, you don't realize who you really are until like after sports, because you know, sports when you play sports, mm-hmm. they thrust you into this lifestyle that requires you to have this." outgoing personality because people can dictate your, the narrative okay. they can dictate like if you turn somebody away if you don't want to talk to somebody or whatever they'll say oh my gosh he's you know um uh, a rude he didn't want to talk to me he didn't want to do this and so knowing that like for me going through like high school and i learned it early on through high school um not even high school but middle school Right. That like if you choose not to talk to somebody, if you're not feeling good, and you don't want to talk to somebody. That that person can go tell the next person that never met you. Oh my gosh, he's in he's an or or he's this person. I'm like no, I'm really not that person. So knowing that is like you have to make yourself available to everybody, even if you don't want to, because they can share a narrative that's not true. Right. And somebody that never met you may take that narrative and say, oh, and then they may they're going to prejudge you based off what this person said. So I've always tried to make it, you know, like. Even uncomfortable, when I'm uncomfortable, I try to, like, find a way to be comfortable and, like, give myself to everybody, give my time to everybody. Right. And that's football because you're thrust into the – even when you get to college, people like, hey, let's take pictures. want to autograph. You can't like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because then they're going to look – they're going to they're gonna judge you based off that. Oh, you're too good. They don't know that, hey, you know, I signed 100. Even NFL, um, 
signed 120 autographs right before I met you. And like, I really just want to go home and just relax. I just got done playing. I just want to shower, change and just relax. Um, right. And people, people don't see it that way. This, they just see what, that their needs weren't met at that moment. So mm. now they hate you or they dislike you. So it's like, if you don't meet people's needs or what they want or what they expect, then they're going to just like you and then tell somebody else that this thing. So I learned that. And that's where the, the extrovert part comes from um, me just knowing that like, I have to give give anybody my time, even if I don't want to. Right. And if I'm uncomfortable, like I have to do it because I don't want them telling somebody else that I'm this bad person when I know I'm not. Right. And nobody will ever see that because they may not ever have the chance to meet you based right. on what this other person said. So they're just going to just like you and not want to meet you. It's like, oh, I don't. And then let's tell somebody else, even if they haven't met you, they'll just go follow that. Oh no, I heard he's a, I heard he's this, I heard he's that. So, I mean, that's never happened. But when football was over and I was done with it and that life was behind me, I was like, man, I really enjoy just being by myself and just being alone and just working out and just mm. helping people reach another level. Um, and I just, I was like, yo, I'm really a big introvert. Like, I just, I, I'm, and you see, I'm usually all by, always by myself or just, or chilling with Zach if he's in Etheridge, who's Coach Etheridge, right. if he's in town or, or, or you know, I'm usually just by myself. And I was like, yo, I'm really a big introvert. But you would never know that because when I'm in the scene or in the spotlight, a different switch turns on. Right. And so I'm talking, I'm, I'm saying, hey, hello, and, and, and engaging and very engaging. I'm not just like just stand off in the corner. Right. But then when I get home, I was like, man, like, so in fact, most of the time when I choose to either be a part of something or not, I just usually just stay home. Okay. And just relax. So, um, but I know that's would you, long would you feel like it was accurate to say like that? Ki and Kenny are separate. Like Ki yes, may yes. be the guy who's like out, <laughs> and you know everybody. That's that's who we know, right? We, you know, yes, right? Yes, we, yes. we see yes, we, yes, we, yes, we see Ki. All right, and then yeah. the introverted maybe more Kenny, who you really are. Who I, who I'm really correct? Yeah, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. That, yeah, that's, like, and that's crazy to me, right? Because I never, as long as I've been knowing you, like I never ever was like, I thought I was like, bro, he must wake up like with a battery in his back. Like, <laughs> man, you probably, you, I remember one time, like I'm trying to graduate. I had, that's probably, I was at Auburn one year too long. I'm trying to graduate, <laughs> me and you in the library. And my mom <laughs> just pops up on me because she was like, he need to graduate. And she's in the library <laughs> with me. And you just like, mama, mama, hey, mama. Mama, right, right. hug her and all of this stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, man, she talked about that for maybe 20 years. At, at, I mean, 15 years for sure. Like, <laughs> really, it was really, always really. like, you know, who that Kenny earns? He just, man, when I came in that library, he made me feel like a million dollars. So, right, right, right. <laughs> so, look, having that type of impact on people, it had to kind of weigh on you when the times that you didn't have that to pour. Like, right, right, yeah. So mentally, how do you process times when you when you're empty? Like when you don't have it to pour into somebody else, what right. do you do to kind of be okay when the 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 people pleaser in you wants right, to yeah. pour, but you just don't have it? What do you do? Like if if I don't have it, like I find a way to like um still give it because if I okay. or or like I said, I I'll, I'll just like stay away. Like but if I like um Example, a friend invited me to this uh, Super Bowl party, right? Right. And she wanted to hang out with me. And then, but it was all these other people. And some of the people were like Auburn uh, graduates. And right. I told her, I was like, man, I, like, I really don't want to go. I'd rather just sit and watch the games at home and just chill and relax. Because I know, like, I'm going to, like, forget about you. Because now, like, people are going to want to talk and chat and everything else. Right. And knowing I didn't want to be there, then everything else just forget. I just, like you said, I just, this battery just turns on. Right. And then she, she was like, wow, I see what you're talking about because I really didn't get no time with you. And I was like, man, it's not like, um, and, and I remember my ex telling me, she was like, you love the attention. I was like, man, I was like, I don't think she gets it. Like I try to explain to her. I was like, I really don't, I'm, I'm, I don't really like attention. I really don't love the attention. I don't like it. I'm very like really chill, like closed off. Right. But it's like, um, like people, don't know they can't they they're on the outside looking in right and it's perception versus reality when you think about it you know like what i give in these 10 15 20 minutes and pour out if i just don't do anything and just be like this sob and be like oh, i don't really want to be here like that energy flows into the into people right and it's like oh my god he's not just you know i heard so many 
you know, heard this about him or heard that about him. And he's really not that. So now you have to, you have to like give what you don't have sometimes. And mm-hmm. if you don't, if you feel like you don't have it, like don't put yourself in the, in those positions or, or situations or, or, or that, that environment where it's going to require you to give more than what you have. Right. Um, it's almost like going to the gym. Sometimes, you know, people um, don't feel like going to the gym and that's what, I think that's what comes with like self-care. Mm. Um, like society wants the best of you, not what's left of you. Mm. So if you don't have the best of version of who you are to give, then don't put yourself in that position to where like you can't give, you know, all of you because they don't want like 40 or 50% of you. They want a hundred percent, even like when you're at work, you know, when you're, when you're doing your podcast, right. when you're showing up to do your podcast, like, you know, they're thinking, all right, we want you on to give your best energy, your best self. Oh man, I really feel like going, I don't even know what story to do today or what else to give. Like you have to find something to give a hundred percent because when people come to your, listen to your podcast, they want the best information, something the the best of something they can like feed into somewhere else, you know? So, right. and that's what people, and I think about that, like, man, like if I go here, they're going to want, you know, my time, my attention. They're going to want, you know, like, just, you already know what's going on sometimes before right. you get there, you know, Correct. And, and, yeah. and, and sometimes it's really important to be cognizant of the fact of who's there. And a lot of times people like, I'll say if like, you know, they got the whole joke where it's like, Hey, come over and, and who's there first, but right, right. that's yeah. really self-care because yeah, you sure. sometimes you want to know what you're getting yourself into before you get there. And for can sure. I muster? I, I'm, I'm at 60%. Can I right. get another 40? Because based on the audience, they're not going to, it, it's not going to see, it's no problem going home. They right. know like, oh, hey, hey, can, can, hey, you need anything? It's not about KI doing the party guy or KI right, right, right. vibe bringer or KI telling right. jokes, being silly. It's, man, yeah. you have bad days. Everybody yeah, does. Yeah, do like yeah. we're human. And I think it's really, right. I, I appreciate you, uh, that bit of vulnerability. Because for a lot of people, like, you know, I mean, even all the way back to Auburn, like, it almost seemed like, you know, no pun intended, but like, you were like Iron Man, like, you go out, <laughs> no, seriously, like, you go yeah. out, go, run, run for a buck 50, come right, back, right, right. do your work, hey, I'm the party, hey, I'm gonna do this, right. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, you helping everybody, smiling, like, you know, yeah. and man, what about <laughs> the times where, you know, man, I don't feel good, so I appreciate right. that. Yeah, yeah. And so, let, let's talk about before you got the college football, what was it like growing up in such a athletic family, a competitive family? What was it like? Like, so for those that don't know who, who uh, his brother uh, also played at Auburn, David Irons, uh, pops, a big time athlete. Like, right. What, how was that growing up? And was, and how did the, was there pressure? And, and if it was, how did it affect you? I would say, yeah, it's it's always it's always a lot of pressure. You know, my my father, him being a, a big sports guy, and and you know, the, the, and and sometimes it's it's always like you 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 want to give up and you want to quit. And I always tell people, um, I was like, man, there's several times where I wanted to quit because, you know, my dad wasn't the the nurturing person. You know, my mom was like the big nurturing person. Even my 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 stepmom. She's right. very nurturing. She's always like, Dave, you know, get those boys in. We're up at like 4 or 5 a.m. training because he knows what it took, what it takes to get to that next level. Right. And having someone like that who knows what it takes, who's been around it. And we have family members, uh, Grant Irons, who played at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarrett was a linebacker at Michigan. Uh, we mm-hmm. have Paul, who's over at, you know, Cleveland Browns. And we have a, a, a line of, of Irons that play, you know, D1 and then NFL it was just a lot to live up to. And with those expectations, it was a lot on us because my father knew what he wanted from us. It's almost like someone having a vision, but mm-hmm. we don't have it. And I, I'm young. You know, we're, we're five, six, seven, eight years old. And I don't see the vision, but my father sees it and he knows right. what it's going to take. So me quitting and wanting to give up and him like, nah, nah, you got to, you got to keep going. And, and my mom is like, she's like, yeah, son, you don't have to play football. Don't worry about it because that's the nurturing because she sees us hurting. So she just wants to comfort us and take care of us. Right. And my father, he's like, nah, nah, they got to get out here and catch 100 passes before they go in. Right. And I wasn't much of a catcher. So, <laughs> so my, my dad was like, 
he'll be like, before you can go in the house, you got to catch 100 balls in a row. And even if you get to 99 and you drop one, you got to start all over. So that's what it was like growing up. And and I grew up playing linebacker. So I was more of a defensive guy. And my brother was a running back. So I was always defensive minded. Like I just, I knew defense. I knew how to tackle, how to hit. And and have it, having that, and my brother, my dad had us going against each other one on one. Like he'll set up a cone, me right. as a linebacker, and he'll set up another cone with David as a running back. He said, Here's the cones. He said, Dave, you can't run outside these cones. Kenny, you got it. He bought us like helmets, shoulder pads. You know, got, <laughs> we're like six, seven years old. He's like, Kenny, you got to tackle him. No matter what, you got to tackle him. Uh, right. It's pretty much like it's like an open field drill. Before right. I knew what an open field drill was, this is like one on one. I think the cones were like spread like 10 yards wide and like 10 yards deep. And David would start like in the backfield at one cone. He said, Dave, you can run straight, you can run right or left, but you got to stay inside the cones. If you If you go outside the cones, you know, Kenny wins, you know, so you got, right. so it made David an aggressive runner. It made me an aggressive and it made me think more. I had the process. Okay, cool. All right. I had to like, you know, read it and pretty much read and react. So doing that over and over and we didn't, you, you got to think we had to sacrifice, um, mm. you know, social time. We had to sacrifice free time and everything else. It was just football and then going in and studying. We were young, but we were grown for our age because we right. like matured like and and, and I, I see kids today um and i'm like yo wow i was like yo they're very different than how we were in new jersey in like 96 97 right. like they're very different than how we were growing up you know we're playing football in the streets with cars coming and and um just going back to what you were your, your question about the the pressure it was a lot of pressure. I think it was a lot of pressure on my father, him having two boys and Mm-mm. and then a daughter and and knowing what his father did and knowing what he wanted for us. And and my dad would always tell us that he played in the NFL. And we, we believed that. So he would come to our school. It wasn't until we got older, until like high school, my stepmom was like, man, your dad did play the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like... <laughs> <laughs> He would tell he would you know we we telling our kids in elementary school that like, yeah my dad played for Detroit Lions and we didn't know there was no there was no internet or no like Google searches and, right and so word so, was law that was the it, law that was the law right back right. then like whatever someone said that was it so I was like yeah my dad played uh, Detroit Lions he's a running back and he used to tell us about Barry Sanders I was like damn I'm like really so. That inspired us too when him right. telling the story. He would come to our school to come speak. Like, yeah, we're gonna have NFL uh, David Iron Senior come to play the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're talking about it. I joke with my dad now. Yeah, you was at the school. Tell me again. They could, they could, they could oh. Google search or check the roster back then. Oh, so great. now I climb my. I clown my pops down about that to this day. When my stepmom finally told us the truth, right? She was like, "But it, there was a lot of pressure. Uh, there was a right. lot of pressure, um, just because his expectations were high. Um, right. There was just no days off. And then the times I wanted to quit and give up, even in he would be at our practice like every day, right? Every day, up. every day he would be at our practice yelling at us. That day. day, yeah, dad, like the honors, run the ball. What are you doing? <laughs> That's not what I told you." <laughs> yo he would come out on the field I'm about, he would come out on the field and smack us up outside the helmet like you can't do that to your kids nowadays no way like like, like halftime he would come out there he's like man he grabs by the face man if you don't run that ball if you don't tackle you know telling David not to run and he's like Kenny you don't tackle you miss that tackle he right. said man don't, don't worry about it he said wait till we get home don't worry about it we can watch them all day you know we sit there and watch some more and then we on the field the game over we on the field practicing um Man, it was a lot, but one thing he always told us, he was like, he's like, man, you got to pay, you got to play three or four levels above your age group. He said, you got to be better than your competition. And the only way to be that way, you have to practice at a higher level. So he said, the kids at your age, eight, nine, 10, you can't be on that level. You got to be playing like you're 12, 13, 14. So mm. I, we played for a team called Magnolia Rams. And so up in up north in Jersey, they play by weight class. So if you're in weight class, I played in my weight weight class, and you can be any age. You can be any age. Wait, as long wait. as you're 90 pounds, so you can have a 14-year-old playing with 10-year-olds. 
long as he 90 is 90 pounds and under make right. and so game day you got to weigh in right. and strip down you weigh in if you're if you're at that at that weigh in mark you're good to go you can play that was it right you can be however old you could be in that weight class i remember playing my i would play two games that day i would play my 90 pound weight class and then i would go with the older kids i think the, the next uh, uh, uh Great. The next group of weight class up was like 115s. I think 115s. Mm-hmm. I would go play for the 115 pounders because they was like, mm-hmm. yo, I, I was so good at linebacker. Like my lateral downhill, everything was just like, they was like, yo, we need them. So I would play two games in one day. Oh, wow. I would play, I would play, finish my game, crush it, and then I would go play another game back oh, wow. to back. Damn. And that's what turned me into the person I was as an athlete. Right. And I don't think kids don't do that nowadays. Like, you know, they don't. Now, I, I will say this now the, the youth league football from the time that we played youth to now, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's unreal. Like, they rank six year olds. Like, yeah. got, it, it's like, it's like, we got, oh, yeah, my son is number one in the country. I'm like, okay, what school is he at? Franklin Elementary. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that boy is six. Like, but, That's you know, and, and, but now there's, I mean, in Atlanta is so bad. Like you got now, and I see why. Now I do see a correlation between the amount of attention that guys put on their children at an early age and mm-hmm. how they turn out. If they have, and I hate to overuse this term, but sometimes there are kids that got that AKA dog in them, right? Right, right either, they do, yeah. And if you can identify it now, either those, either they're gonna tuck tail or they're gonna eat. And, right, right. Yeah, you know, sure. Something like so, even like. You have guys that are that see it, and they say, you know what? Even when the child is crying or that or something happens, uh, they say, okay, you know what? He's gonna be all right. I'm gonna keep pushing him. Right. I think I think the thing that hurts you football is people don't have that eye for that anymore. So you may have a kid that you're really breaking. Like Mm -hmm. he he's not a D1 football player. He's not. He's just big, right? The dog is, and that dog ain't gonna hunt. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but you done yeah. broke this kid forever because you're putting these aspirations on them that don't fit. I think your fit. dad knew that you guys were dogs, right? Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So he and he made a correct, you know, he, he his assessment was correct. And I think the worst part about youth football today is that guys don't have that same eye. They don't correct. have that. They they're not making the correct assessment on kids, and this mess. And some of these kids are messed up long term because of that. So, oh yeah, for for sure. So let's talk about you. How you at South Carolina? I think David had uh at this time. I think David signed with Auburn and then he was a year ahead of you, right? Right. Yeah, he was ahead of me, and he ended up going to junior college to start. Yeah. He ended up going to junior college, yeah. And then yeah. I ended up going straight to South Carolina. How was it? How was your time? Like you got to South Carolina, you went in, you went off, and then like something happened. Like what was going on in South Carolina? So like uh, my freshman year, I came in, had another running back by the, by, by the name of Regis Edgerson who came in. And I just I, – I love to compete um, okay. no matter what. No matter how it is, I'm going to compete for, for a job. And I got to South Carolina, and I played. I played. I beat the incoming freshman running back, Regis. I beat him out out, out, of, you know, out, out the job. So he was no – I just had uh, – there was Ryan Brewer, who was a senior. Uh, uh, another guy, Jackis Terman. There's another him. guy. Um, there was another guy. Um, uh, he was another senior running back, but he was leaving. And pretty much I was – I got a lot of playing time, got a lot of playing time, did pretty well. I think I only I rushed for like what 300 yards my, my freshman year, which which was okay. I didn't, didn't touch the ball as much. I got some, a good passing yards out of the backfield, but I was going to be that guy going into my sophomore year. I was like, all right, I'm going to be the starter going into my sophomore year. Um, so I, I did well, and I was like, all right, I'm going to be that guy going my sophomore year. I pretty much everybody that came in with me, I beat out. And then the, some of the guys that were there, I already, I already beat out. Um, but then, you know, it was funny, Regis, the other running back, he was my roommate. It was myself, Regis, Troy Williamson, and his other uh, wide receiver named Andre Hemphill. We were all roommates. So here I am, the running back I'm competing with, I already beat out. So he already accepted his page that, like, yo, Katie, you're, you're good, you're a dog, right? Right. And he's the one, and what happened was he was the one that noticed everything. But see, you got to think, like, my father had all this information from his experience with dealing with guys and 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 players and dealing with college players and, and that level of football and understanding the game and how the game worked and understanding the politics of football. Right. He knew all that. So we had a, a, a pretty much leverage on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So we he handled that. So it was funny because I think my jersey number was 22. 
And this other young guy, he was uh, being recruited by the name of Demetrius Summers. He's been recruited. And um, we were in the uh, the library, the this cool this school bookstore, where they sell like jerseys, mm-hmm. and they had all these thirty one jerseys being sold, and they rarely had my jerseys being sold. So Regis was like, "Yo," he was like, "Okay," he was like, "Why they got these thirty one jerseys? They should be having your jerseys in here, right? Like being sold." He was like, "Man, this don't make no this don't make no sense." And I noticed, it, and I was like, and I called my pops, I called him. And I had a little, little, little bootleg Nokia phone, like with a big battery pack <laughs> that you play like the little snake game on. Yeah. <laughs> you have, I had about like 20 minutes on it. You had to like pay to put minutes on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I told my dad, I told my dad, and I was like, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't have to call and tell him, but I just told him. I was like, yo, this is weird because he just pointed this out. Come to find out it, it would be a, 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 a big thing because I told my pops, like, yo, I was like, dad, I'm in a bookstore and they don't have none of my jerseys for sale. Like they have all Regis, uh, not Regis, but this other number 31, this guy's not even here yet. His jersey's for sale. And my dad was like, oh, snaps. He's all right, the fix is in. He said, I already understand. He said, son, let me break it down to you. He said, this is how the policy of the football works, right? He was like, they're not going to put a kid's jersey for sale because that's how they make their money too off these jersey sales unless somebody is telling them this guy's going to be our starter. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to put – 31 who's not even there yet for sale if they're not thinking all right he's going to be the starter because you know that's money that school is going to make so he's like somebody's telling somebody that this guy is going to be our starter so you're going to have a a uphill battle so they're not looking at you as a starter they're going to kind of push you out the way Mm. and they're going to make you like so he's like we got to get you out of there he's like because the fix is already in it's like you're not going to win this battle no matter if you're the better running back you're not going to win this battle nothing you can do there's nothing you can do because the fix is already in. He's like, because he, they're already telling somebody to market this guy and sell these jerseys behind closed doors. But nobody, nobody else would notice it, would would see this and recognize this. So, so yeah, like, when you think about it, because I think he was like all he was like recruiting rise. He was like all world. This is before like the twenty four seven and all. Yeah. Of this. He was like or maybe twenty four seven just started, but he was like parade and. All Everything not, right now, not not, and that's not like saying you was chopped liver or nothing, like bro, like you was high, <laughs> like you know, you, you get what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Being yeah. a South Carolina kid, right? And yeah. he goes in, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, you you can see it, us being at our age now, we can see how that happens. Oh, we're gonna take the hometown boy, and who, who yeah, the hometown there? kid, bring him in, right? And and that's what happened. But my pops was like, yo, he's like, okay, this is what I want though. He's like, we're gonna transfer. But you can't tell them where you're going to transfer to. He's mm-hmm. like, because if you tell them, because back then colleges, they can grant you your transfer papers or they can hold you right. and just keep you there and, and pretty much jail. You just got to suffer. Right. So right. he was like, if they ask you, because he's like, he was like, they're going to ask you where you're going to, where you want to transfer to. He's like, just tell them like some Penn State, Michigan, Texas, somewhere that's not an SEC, somewhere far off. Don't give them any idea that you're going to transfer within the SEC. Like, don't tell them Georgia, or Auburn, or or Tennessee or somebody that, they, that they're going to play because they don't want to have to face you. Mm. So don't, he said, lead them on a, on a different route, put them on route I 95, not 85, you know, or right. somewhere not close to home. So like, all right, cool. I stuck to the plan. Right. So they was like, all right, we'll grant you your transfer papers. And they granted me my transfer papers. And that's when I was able to transfer to spring of 2004. That's oh, when wow. I was able to transfer. So, and you know, they wasn't expecting me to transfer to Auburn. And it was like, so so it was, it was cool, man. But just that whole experience, knowing you how they to can, sit. yeah, I had to sit out a year. I had to sit out a year. Yep, so I set okay. out that. That's what our Auburn went uh, undefeated in 04. So I set yep. out that 04 season, and then that my first year being able to play. That's when we were able to play South Carolina that first year. Oh wow! Yeah, you, so, I don't remember how was that game. How was that game? It was good. The, the first year we played him was good. It wasn't as it wasn't my because there were so many emotions built up in that right. game. Okay. That, that first year we played in South Carolina. Oh so, wow! And I think I only I think I only rushed for like eighty five or like ninety five yards or something. I had like two or three touchdowns, eighty five or ninety five yards. Easy work. It was it was just so many emotions and like a homecoming game. You had all like Auburn fans in the stands holding up signs like "Thank you for Kenny Lou" because you know, I was crushing <laughs> all the games leading up to that. I was crushing it. it was like "Thank you for Kenny Lou." They like you should have never let him leave. Blah right. blah blah. Because at this time, Demetrius Summers weren't – he didn't pan out to be the guy they wanted him to be. 
Right. You know, he was having off the field issues, character issues, and everything else. And here I am, like rising, and right. his stock is dropping. So everybody's like, "Yo, like, like Lou, like you told us this guy wasn't nothing." It's like what you you know at that time right. Lou was, I think, I think Spurrier was coaching at that time. He was the head coach at at, at uh, Sacramento at the time, and Lou was he was the commentator. And Lou was like, "Yeah, you didn't you used to have this guy?" He was like, "Yeah, this was like pregame." He was like, "Yeah, you know, we made a good decision. He's not really that." Pretty much saying I'm not that good. Right. Then I came and just like crushed it. Then the next year, all the emotions and everything else, because I got that first year out the way. Right. The, the next year we played at Auburn. We, South Carolina played at uh -oh. Auburn. And I just I just ate him up. I think it was like <laughs> one, like one twenty five for like two touchdowns. It was just it was ugly. So, all right, we got to that. While we talking about eating, we got to talk about the game, Kenny. Right. Unless yeah. you dog. <laughs> Bro, what made you tell LSU you was finna get them 200, bro? <laughs> Who made you do that? I was, look, let me tell you something. We was like, and Kenny is tripping, bro. What is he doing? <laughs> like, right, even right. just like just us just being around, you know, like, right. bro, like tripping. Like, what made you want to do that? I don't even know. Like, like when I came off the bus, I thought I was talking. You know, how we all, like each game we always have like they, they make a highlight film for us okay. in the previous game, so we watch a highlight that Friday night. Okay. They we watched like a highlight, so I'm thinking it was like our team cameras. I didn't know it was ESPN cameras, mm. and so I thought it was like our team camera that's gonna be on a highlight. And I was gonna say 400 yards. I was like, yeah, I'm about to rush for you know, just just saying. I, it was pretty much just the sum of me saying I'm gonna have a good game. Right. You know, I didn't know how the games LSU had like the number one defense. They didn't let they didn't give up a hundred yard rushing leading up to that game. Right. So they had like the they had, they had a stacked defense. So I was about to say 400 yards and say, oh, I'm gonna have a good game and right. I'm gonna crush it. But I just say, oh, I'm going to have 200. Instead of saying 400, I'm just going to have 200. And I wasn't – I didn't know, like, what was – you know, I'm going to feel – I didn't know, like, what was going on on TV and how they was following me. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know until, like, my coach and people were texting me, like, I got back to my phone. I had all these texts, like, yo, you crazy. You wild. <laughs> Did you watch the TV yet? Like, yo, like, they're like, yo, Coach Grant's going to kill you. When you see this, you know, Coach Grant, nobody else – None of the coaches, you know, no, they didn't see it yet till the next day. And at the time, you got to think we had a we had a, a stacked offensive line. We had Ben Grubbs, Marcus McNeil, Joe Cope, uh, um, M. Duckworth. Uh, 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 was King? Was Duck King playing? Yeah, King. Yeah. yeah, yeah, King. I don't think he was. Yeah, King he wasn't was, King yet, was Because. Nah, King wasn't king yet. Nah, he wasn't king yeah. yet. Nah, he wasn't the Philadelphia king. He right, right. Philadelphia he wasn't king. king. He was there. Right. He was a big. Yeah, he was a king. Yeah, he was. He was a big body that can fill up space, but he didn't have that 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 aggressive like <laughs> mentality. So, right. But um, man, it was it was crazy because we had a we had a stacked offensive line. You know, we had a great great center, uh, a uh, big Ross. We had a, a lot of great guys on our offensive line. Right. And they pretty much just gave me. They gave me space, and LSU had a great defense where they would get in the backfield, but I would make a bing bing little cut here and just hit it. But I was, I was so good at running downhill and hitting a hole. Right. You know, a lot of guys we we miss that with the offense we run now because we run a lot of east west that style right. that that shotgun. Right. We don't have a lot of guys that run downhill, so I was good at running downhill. So when when they were they were aggressive running uphill, I would just hit the hole and bing bing and go out of there, and, uh, out of there. So I was, I was gone. So. But yeah, I, think, I think you gave him like 70, 72 on one of them, right? 70, on 80, play, 80? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't going down. Like everybody, you know, it's funny because <laughs> everybody thought I was down, but I was still up. And so when you go back and watch the film, our linemen thought I was down. They Everybody thought I was down because everybody just like stood. And then I just broke out and everybody looked like, they started pointing like, look, you need to go chase him. Like, <laughs> our linemen like, pointing like, our wide receivers pointing like, look, he gone. Like you, you, you mess fighting me. Right, like, <laughs> 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 oh, it was so funny because it's like, okay, how the heck did you do that? I like, man, I don't even know. I just knew I couldn't go down because we, we losing at that time. It's third right. quarter, seven minutes left in the third quarter. I was like, yo, we lose. I got to make something happen. So, right, man. So, man, were, were they talking to you crazy like pregame, like two hundred on us? Like, what, what, like, what was LSU saying to you before you got on the field? They wasn't saying nothing, you know, because you know none of them knew about the 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 two hundred because none of them knew about it because it was like on TV. Okay. So you know, even before that, like they would still talk trash. I think 
they had Laurent Laurent Landry was out there. He was one of their, their safeties. Mm-hmm. And he he put a hit on me that was something to me. And I was like, dang. I was like, man, that's only the first quarter. You still got a whole four more, like four, you got whole four quarters. I ain't stopping. Like, I'm not stopping because my running mentality comes from me being a linebacker. Oh, and okay. I love the physical context. I love I love hitting people. Right. So when people say, man, you run so hard, I just I love the physical context. It would be sometimes I would run into people just so I can get hit. Cause that just fuels my fire. Just I love getting hit. Like when people hit me, I was like, damn, that felt good. I like that. Like some people get hit, they don't like it. Like, right. Like me, it makes me stronger. It makes me run harder. So by the time the fourth quarter coming, I'm at my highest potential. Like that first quarter mm. is the that first quarter is the best time to get me. Cause if you don't get me in that first quarter, don't let me get going. Yeah, don't yeah, that fourth quarter, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Like I'm not gonna stop. I'm keep lowering my shoulders, keep busting. You gotta keep hitting. You know, I'm, I'm like 180, 190. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a lot. Let me bring you that boom. So they were, t- they talked a lot of trash, a lot of trash. Like man, like you suck. You're not this. You know, they were saying you're gonna run a hundred on us, like stuff like that. Right. They were saying like, yeah, we haven't let up a hundred yards this whole game. Like, what you right. But after I broke that 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 seventy two yarder, they was like, "Oh, they was like, okay, this is this is a little different." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenny. So you have a great career at Auburn, like right? You play with a lot of good players. Let me ask you this: What was who who was the most athletic player besides yourself or your brother that you played with while you was at Auburn? While I was at Auburn, man, as, as that's a good one. I would say. I want to say, I want to say, uh, Ronnie Brown or Carnell. I want to say, I want to say Ronnie. Um, when, when I think about Ronnie Brown, man, I just think about this 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 player who has a lot of cards like stacked against him. You know, he was when I think about him, he was he was in a situation like myself, right. um, where you have like you know Ronnie's supposed to be like the starter, but then you have like Carnell comes in, and then you have you know Brandon Jacobs, and he was just all around team play. He, catch out the backfield he right. can run um smart um he can do it all he right. can do it all like everything like i couldn't catch he can block i couldn't block <laughs> I, told, I told brandon cox i said brandon cox if they blitz you better scramble you know brandon could run <laughs> I, I would tell him that when we go there would be the, they would have man I, I think we had to play alabama and, and, and we had to play against D'Amico ryan's right Said, Brandon, you know he like 240, right? <laughs> I, I told Brandon, I said, Brandon, there's no way. I said, there's no, I'll tell you right now. Right. I know Coach Grant told me fit him up in the mouth in practice. We got to hit. Right. I was like, I'm not fitting nobody in the mouth. <laughs> I would always try to chop block. I would try to chop block. And Coach Grant's like, you can't chop, chop block everybody, son. You know, chop block is when you dive at their, they're like their ankles to try to bring them down. Mm-hmm. You get a quarterback to time. Coach Grant's like, you can't chop block everybody. You got to fit them in the mouth. I'm like, Coach, you see that, man? Like, man, I'm fit nobody in the mouth. I'm not getting it. I'm not fitting. <laughs> so, like, that's like Ray Lewis running at me. Like, I'm not hitting Ray Lewis. Check, please. <laughs> I'm out. Right, right. right. And that's, that's why they would always bring Carl Stewart in sometimes. So, because he, he can block better and Carl was stronger. Man, and Carl, Carl man. My boy Carl, Carl, Carl like a lawyer or something now, man. Carl get to it, man. Yeah, he Carl's, get to it. He, he like yeah. doing like miles on the bike too. He do like a lot of cycling too. Yeah, Carl, Carl, Carl was so cool, man. I think about uh, Tennessee. We had a class together, man. Carl was super cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like, really cool. But I would, he I would was probably the only right. person on the football team I used to want to cheat off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl's smart. He is smart. <laughs> I just want yeah. to cheat off Carl, like yeah. so. And he real chill too. He just see him walk around. He was nobody. He was he wasn't somebody that needed all this like material stuff or anything else. He just throwing his kicks, jeans, shirt, and just enjoy life. That's Keep it. Keep pushing. Keep hey, it pushing. Man, you got you got to give me a funny story from your time at Auburn. Give me one that's funny. One that's funny. Um, I remember uh, my brother and I. We were roommates, right? Okay. And so uh, we we would get in arguments a lot. We would get in arguments a lot. I remember one time we got in an argument. You know, he had a class before me. He had class before me. So I think he had like a, a 7 or 8 a.m. class. And right. I think my next class wasn't until like later or whatever. Man, this man woke up in the morning with a bucket of cold water and threw it on me. 
Well, obviously, because my room was downstairs. We stayed off of Ross, so my room was downstairs. His was upstairs. Right. So um, he woke up, threw a big bucket of cold water on me, and then oh. ran hit. Like, I had my door closed, so he had the, 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 the front door open so he could run. So he <laughs> dashed the water on me. Yeah, I, you know, I had just my underwear on. Right. And, and so I jetted out trying to chase him, and I was like, oh, I was so mad. So that, that day we had, we had practice. We had we have practice in the afternoon. We have practice in the afternoon, right? So, right. So uh, I was like, every time I got the ball, I said, Coach, run the ball to my brother's side because I want to run the ball. <laughs> so I'm trying to run yours. So he run it off. He, he was like, Coach Gray, I was like, why are you trying to run your brother? I was like, Coach, man, he threw a bucket of water. Like, you can't try to run your brother over. I'm like, Coach, just run the ball to him. I want to run him over. And every time I ran to his way, he would run away. <laughs> so, uh, man, so, what, what David at? What are you doing? He live in Orlando now. You know, he trains a bunch of guys. He do a lot of DB and uh, free safety specific training. Okay. So he moved to Orlando because um, it's like the weather is like pretty consistent down in Florida. Right. So he loves training his guys outdoors. No, that's and, cool. Uh, you know, being in, in Georgia, like the weather's kind of up and down, rains a lot, it's cold, and you always got to rent space indoors. And for him, it's easier for him. Plus, right. he can give his guys the full experience of being a DB or safety on the field and hash to hash and not just in the indoor turf where you're kind of limited. So, right. so he's down there doing that. But, um, but yeah, yeah. How you, how you like working for the 24 seven? Man, this, man, you know what? It's cool, bro. Like you someone I mean, nobody in the world, every time somebody see me and they be like, bro, you work 24 seven. Like they be looking like what? But it's cool. I remember, I, remember I had to, I, I remember I, I pulled an article from you guys page one time. Cause somebody from 24 seven wrote an article in 2016. Okay. And, I had to use the article for because um, Dion came out with this comment about how he recruits, right? Right. And how he usually look for uh, uh, dual parent homes and right. how he does this, right? And I had I had like comment on this person, like, "Yo, like they've been using this style of recruiting for years, just nobody never really talked about it." Right. And I was kind of like, def- like, kind of like trying to tell, like, "Look, like here's an article from 2016." Of them, of and this, I think it was, I believe it's a twenty four seven article. They talked about how, like, you know, coaches. They talk about it was a, the twenty. It was because of the twenty sixteen draft class, right? Mm-hmm. The, like, I think I want to say nineteen out of whatever quarterbacks that was selected in that twenty sixteen draft class. Uh, most of them came from a dual parent home. Right. Uh, the quarterbacks came from a dual parent home, and most of their most of those quarterbacks. I think it was like two quarterbacks who weren't from a dual parent home, and most of the quarterbacks their family had a four-year degree. The mm. mom and dad had a four-year degree, and they were together. And it kind of detailed all of that. And I was like, look, this is has always been going on. Like, right. Dion isn't saying something that's that's a, a foreign language. It has, and, and, it was, and it was funny because I pulled that from an article you guys wrote in 2016 about that whole thing. Like, look, don't be mad or offended because people are like, oh, I'm offended. I'm, I was like, don't be offended at Dion. This has been going on. Nobody was right. offended. This, when ain't, this ain't nothing new. My only it's thing nothing was, new. Like, no, like I think with Dion was it's like Dion is now he's not afraid to say certain things. Now, right. okay, sometimes you got to be careful with your honesty, right? Like, correct, yeah. But Dion yeah. is kind of at the point where he's like, bro, like, look, they, I got the job. Me, Dion Sanders, loud, brash, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to say for the culture, I got yeah. the head coach job at Colorado. I basically can say what I want to. Me, right. I can't say that. Like, yeah, true. you probably, you probably yeah, can't you say can't, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, so Dion said it, and I right. think he's built up enough in order for him to deal with like the backlash that comes with because people are upset. Like, the backlash. You know, yeah, he, he he's built himself up yeah, enough. People. I mean, it's like it's like, it's almost like one of those unsaid rules, right? It's like, yeah, you know that, like because it's almost right. like baseball players, right? Like I always say, quarterbacks are bred, not born. Right. You gotta have the money, the resources. Like a lot of right, times, correct. you know, like and 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 nine times out of ten, those are gonna come from a certain style of household. So, like, it's hard correct, to be yeah. a quarterback and get the tools. It's a, baseball, the same way, right? Like to play fall ball, travel right, yeah, ball, yeah. all of that. It takes money. It takes resources. It's a lot know. of money. Yeah, man. It's like so. I think uh, what he, it, there, 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 there's some to it. You know, there, there there's there's definitely a correlation to what he's saying. Should he have said it? I mean, that's between him and God. But he's dealing with it. it ain't got nothing to do with me because right, I right. my son is a quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yeah. Man, but hey, Ken, so let me ask you this real quick. Yes. All right. 
you go to the league, right? Mm-hmm. Second round pick, like, right. and probably like at the time, like coming off, you know, Auburn is at the height of the running back U turn time, right? right? Right, right. Okay, cool. You get to Cincinnati. Rudy was there. Now right. me knowing Rudy, Rudy was so quiet. Like Rudy was very kind of like, if you weren't in his inner circle, he wasn't saying a whole lot to you. Like when you got there, right now nah, you were not. Nah. Like did where did you have what was your interaction like with Rudy when you got there? He was he was cool um, because I had Rudy and then I also had Big Willie Anderson who went to Auburn too. The lineman, okay. yeah, yeah, so, Big Willie, yeah, for sure. Willie, you know, he was one of those individuals that that tried to coach me up a lot, and also Rudy was like, look, he was like, you know, he Rudy tried to coach me up a lot too. Like okay. he would invite me over to his house. He lived over up in Cincinnati because I lived in Kentucky, and okay. invite me over. I'll go over. He'll grill out, and we'll just sit and chat and talk and. He wasn't really he, like you said. He really he keeps to himself, doesn't talk much, just handle his business and real chill. Um, yeah. So it was it was it was it was cool, man. To, being able to have like those mentors, and right. being able to have Big Willie Anderson, you know, from Auburn, right. went to Auburn, and having that 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 family because coming in as a rookie is always tough because you hear so many stories. It, it's hard to 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 really like kind of connect and blend in because NFL it, it, it's a business. It's a business. It's a Absolutely. business. It's a business. So it's 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 tough if you don't understand that side of the game. And then I, I believe making to the NFL, it's a it's a whole different experience because being in college, you got to prepare yourself, and you have to prepare yourself to be ready for that college level. You're ready for that NFL. I believe you need a whole nother learning and coaching for the NFL. Um, something I, I don't think I was ready for. Um, just dealing with the, the knowing my, my personality and who I am, and then being in Cincinnati, I don't. I think I had too big of a personality for being in Cincinnati because I was the type of person that like, I didn't. I didn't understand that like you know Cincinnati had a lot of players that get in trouble, um, that do a lot of things. So Cincinnati had this black cloud over them. Here I am, this happy-go-lucky, energetic. I don't see myself as this NFL player like that's untouchable. I see myself as a person like, hey, you, we can talk, we can hang out, I can go here, do crazy things and just do like friendly or whatever, like goofy. People don't see that because people have this perception of NFL players as like they're untouchable. Like they get what they want. They can have what they want. Um, you can't talk to them. You can't hang out with them. You can't party. You can't do nothing with them. And I, I didn't see that. I was, I was just – like, yo, let's go do something. Let's, I'll go into Hooters and go chat and hang out with people, do whatever. Like, like, dang, like, why are y'all staring? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm human. Like you said early, I'm human. You know, like, right. like I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm just like you. Like, I'm just because I play football, just my profession. I just get paid to do it. That's it. Like, right. just like when you, if you walk into Google or you walk in 24-7 sports, um, uh, I, I think that was the only challenge thing for me. Like, being on that level, and trying to understand, like, hey, look, there's a difference between, you know, like, your personality is a little too big mm. for, like, the people in Cincinnati. Not the people in Cincinnati, but just, like, I guess I should have been more reserved, okay. you know, in a sense. And not, like, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was just, it was different. And for me, I, I enjoyed it because it was a good experience. Um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed having, you know, people like Rudy and, and Willie Anderson to mentor me. Um, but everything that came with like, even with the injury, with the ACL injury right. that came with it, um, just, it was just a lot that I just couldn't handle. And, and being on that level of ball is just, it's so demanding trying to get back out and play. And it was just a lot. And I was just like, yo, this is just, this is for me. I was like, yo, this is too much. I was just like over it. Like, Right, like just all like the 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 backlash you get just for being trying to be who you are, be yourself. Right, it was almost like a negative thing, you right. know. Just being, you know, in college, like nobody, you know, it's not you can be yourself and do whatever. But when you get to NFL, it's like you got so many eyes on you, so many people mm-hmm. watching you, like because we're paying you this money, you can't really be this. Per- you can't be you. Right. So I was like, man, I just want to be Kenny. That's it. You know, like right. I, I don't want to be this other person. I just want to be me. Right. And I couldn't be that person because, like, for, for me to be me, it comes with consequences, right. you know, and people judging you, people looking at you the wrong way, like you're just a bad person. I was like, man, I, just, I don't, 
I don't want to, it's just, I was over it. Like I was just, so I was kind of happy that not, I don't want to say happy that I got injured because people look at you like, Oh my God, they, they look at the reward of playing football. Mm -hmm. um, that's what everybody sees. That's what we're taught. You know, when we're in, when we're young, growing up, we're so focused on the reward of playing football. That's everybody. That's what everybody knows. Oh, you're getting paid. That's what a lot of people's argument. Oh, you're an athlete getting paid millions. You shouldn't have a, an opinion. You shouldn't get into politics. You shouldn't be this. You shouldn't be that person. Cause that's all I see is the reward of playing, not the risk, not like who we are as people. And, you know, like I'm, I just want to be silly and goofy and just have fun and connect with other people right? like that, other creatives and other, like, I don't want to be like, you know, somebody that, that doesn't have an opinion or can't just be himself or just have, you know, a soul or be genuine. I don't want to be fake around you because I'm, I have to be fake. I have to be this. Right. Like, I don't want to be that. I want to speak my mind. I want to make jokes with you. I don't want to make a joke with you, but have to get in trouble about something that, because I'm this, I'm an NFL guy. Right. So, and people like, it's hard to say like, I'm happy. I'm not playing because people don't see, how can you not be happy about, cause you were making all this money. I was like, man, you understand the risk that comes with all that, you know, right. like, is it possible to have the reward with, without all the risk or all the, the judgment and all the, all the, like, I don't know, like everything. And people would, would people are, people want that though. Some people want that. They want, to make a million dollars a year and five million dollars a year and because they don't care like but it's i care all, it's only the money right it's only the money yeah right For me it's not about it wasn't about the money like yeah i was able to take care of my family do a lot of things but but like who are you willing how much are you are you willing to lose of who you are for the money mm. you know? and so people are willing to kill themselves just for the money and they lose them that's why you see a lot of players um you know, like the risk has, you know, they taken their lives or they don't have an identity because football was their only identity. That's who they were. Right. So when they don't have that identity, that identity anymore, it's like, who are you now? Right. You know, and I never wanted to be that person. You know, I wanted to always have my identity, my Kenny, and, and I wanted to be myself. I still want to have my myself intact no matter what. Like, this is me. This is who I am. People lose that because they're 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 so used to having that fame that's built off the the back of the name on their jersey. Right. They're so used to that. So when they're done and people don't recognize them or or call them by their first name last name, it's like, well, who are you? You know. Right. Like, hey, hey, I'm I'm Kenny. Like, you don't gotta call me by first name last name. I'm just Kenny. You know. Like, <laughs> right. That, that's me. You know. That's right. who I've always been. So. Right. Being able to walk away from that was was cool. Like people don't they'll never understand it because all they see is their reward and right. what you're paid. And, and people say, Oh my gosh, I can not want to make X amount of million dollars a year. I was like, man, like any amount of money comes with a risk. Man, you know? all and money have, and good money, all money and good money. And you have to like, and a lot of people lost their lives because of that risk. A lot of people lost their lives because, you know, the, the damage and, you know, of the continuous impact, that it has on me. So I'm happy that I was able to leave the game with my health right. and and being able to just, just, just be myself and still have my family and my friends and not lose any of that. You know, a lot of people lose family over, over it. a lot of people, you know, are targeted because of it, because they want to be out in the, the spotlight a lot and you become a target. And right. It's a lot that goes into it that a lot of people like that you don't see from the surface. Right. right? And when, yeah, and, and when you're living that life and you're in that world, right. you it, it's not so glamorous. Like even like you know a lot. Even before I started writing, I only been doing this like a year. So it's like right. when I was reading the articles, it looks like this glamorous. Oh, you mean tell me all I got to do is call a couple of recruits and they gonna pay me for it? <laughs> right, 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 yeah, bro. No, bro, it ain't like that. Like it, it, right. it, it's it's a lot of work. And then just sitting around like real live journalists, like mm -hmm. you know, some guys will be like. Man, who is this dude coming out here with these gold chains, these tennis shoes on? Like, right, 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 right. Like, and you know, <laughs> yeah. me, I'm just out here being myself, just playing, like, I'm pl playing, joking. But yeah. I, I do, I, I appreciate uh, Auburn Undercover for allowing me to be like who I am. Like, they don't really trip right. on me. They're like, Dukes, go, you don't have to go interview a million kids. Go do what you do, get us some information, however you do right. it. 
And now yeah. they allow they they allow me this platform. So like guys like you, I got previous relationships with. Right. Yeah. This ain't this ain't the interview you're gonna give to everybody. Like. Right. Correct. Like, yeah. You know, so there's some comfortability that goes along with it. Man, matter of fact, speaking of comfortable, man, my dog in school was Trey Blackman. Oh, Trey. <laughs> man, Trey was my dog. And yeah, yeah. We had the same birthday, 10, 20, everything, man. And you know what? It's something. And I brought him up because of something you just said. It's like, do you still have you? And what a lot of people never saw in Trey Blackman was he was mm-hmm. always searching for, for him. Correct, he was yeah. always trying to find out who he was without football. Without football, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Wanted to know, and I think, and a lot of people don't really realize. Uh, and it's like, oh yeah, he wasted all that talent. He found he he was searching continuously to yeah, find yeah. who he was. And I remember, right. um, I think the matter of fact, he used to live so in high school. He lived with the quarterback at South Carolina, uh, Blake or Bl- something like that. There, whoever the quarterback was from Lagrange. Uh-huh. That's like their families, like he kind they kind of like took him in and and uh okay, that's dope. and yeah, uh, like he ended up going to South Carolina. And when he got to Auburn, I remember we'll be sometime, we'll just be chilling or whatever. And he would just say yeah. stuff like, Man, you think no folks would have let me live with them if I ain't play football? Yeah, that's and the I truth was though. like, and, and I was like, man, you know, some of the stuff would be so hard hitting, and there's a whole level of mental health that goes along with goes, maintaining right. who you are as an athlete, especially yeah. on a level where you guys are, right? Right, right. For you guys sure. are like guys to some people, especially at Auburn. Right. Like, I remember, like, sometimes I, I might just be walking across campus and, you know, it might be somebody who was like, you know, I might, let's say I'm, I remember one time I'm, I'm walking with Big Spence, me and Spence walking, and they asked mm-hmm. Spence for an autograph, and they asked me for one too. And I'm like, I just go to school like (laughs) and then the guy's looking at me like you're not going to sign it and I'm like bro like okay college liberal arts (laughs) 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 what you want me to do (laughs) right but you know it it just but it just gave me a glimpse into the life of what it's like being a high level athlete so man I I, I commend you and applaud you like definitely for having that type of uh, mentality where Football didn't make Kenny Irons, right? No, it didn't. Yeah, right. That's some, right football right. is something that Kenny Irons did, but it's not who that's Kenny did. Irons is. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why that's how it's always been. And I don't think you know a lot of people they can't you know divide the two. Mm-hmm. They think you know it's, it's it's football, it's football, it's football, it's football. And then when you're done playing football, um, you know, like, well, then who are you? Like, who who are you? you no, know, like, really. So <clears throat> for me, it's always been, that's always been like, you know, I, I want to say my journey. Um, like I, I wasn't playing, I, I played because I, I knew how much joy it brought my father. Mm. He was like, well, why'd you play? I was like, well, I was like, man, I tried to quit several times because <laughs> I thought I was going to be like, I thought I was going to be like this veterinarian and everything else. But I right. knew how much joy it brought my pops. Mm. And that's why I played. And and I, I, I played to see him happy. I played to see him giving him an opportunity to brag about us on the field. Um, right. I didn't, I didn't play because of me. Like I, I loved it. I, I loved that. I went to Auburn and, and met a, a, amazing people and connections and, and actually had like a, a family outside of football and like great people right. like my buddy, Jonathan Davis and, and Nick Davis and all them and building those relationships and, and, and Doug and all these other guys. But, but just to seeing how, like, you know, how much joy and happiness it brought my pops. I think that was the biggest driving motive, motive, you know, driving factor for me. That motivated me a lot, and and my mom too. Her being able to come from Jersey and come to our, some of our games and watch us play, right. and you know, her like, man, she's like, this is what you do, like, like, she's like, man, <laughs> why are these, why are these? You know, she doesn't know much about football. Why are these people here, like, you know? Right. So, but you know, I remember Trey when we had spring game, he hit me, he hit me one time. I was like. Jay, he can hit. <laughs> I saw him with that little. He had the little little neck roll piece yeah. on his I was like, "Yo, this dude, a monster." He was like nothing but just muscle, like a big muscle, just running around that field on defense. I, when they told me Trey, they was like, "Yo, Trey Blackman coming in. He's a hitter." Yo, he was a hitter. I was like, "Yo, this dude can bang." Man, I was like, "Jay, Trey was so good, dog." Like I remember, um, I think the highest compliment I heard. Tuberville ever say was Tubbs was like, 
Trey Blackman is the closest thing he's ever seen to like a Cadillac Williams on defense. And I was like, sheesh. Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the crazy part was people would think that Trey was just like this football 1,000% guy. Man, Trey ain't give a damn about none of that. He was like, I'm doing this because, yeah, yeah, all right. But he wasn't like this footballed out type 24/7. guy. 24-7. Yeah, yeah, no, Trey couldn't care less. He was just physically blessed to play that game, right? And, yeah, uh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, he he, he was. And, uh, man, one of the good guys, so – Man, let me ask you this. Another guy I want to ask you about, man. What was it like? How we talking about big personalities, and I always wondered about this. How was it when you met Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco? Your personality coming in as a second round <laughs> pick, and you got yeah. this guy who's like the man, the big man, all the media. Like, how was yeah, it being yeah. a high round offensive player meeting Chad Johnson? Man, it, it was it was it was cool, you know, like because here okay. he is. I think the first time, man, I think he had, like, some gold teeth in or something. Right. And then he had, like, this this chain on. Then he was like, hey, bro, you know, he's, let me tell you. He said, let me tell you. He said, I'm the man around here, you know. And just kind of, like, not, like, saying it in those exact words, but kind of, like, just joking. Like, he, like, people don't know. Like, Chad never got in trouble. Right. And people, he just had a big personality, just very, like, similar to me. You know, right. he was just like me, very joking, very – and people aren't used to that. So when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this dude hella cool. And right. and even like what when I met Slim, uh Chris Henry, when I met Chris Henry, Chris right. Henry was like the opposite of Chad. Very right. chill, similar to Rudy, like very relaxed, laid back, didn't do much, didn't say much. And Chad was just very like out, very always joking, 24-7, just joking around. And they're like, man, people need more, like just Somebody like people need more Chad Johnsons. Right. Somebody that's not so serious. That's not all like so tight. And everybody was just so tight in the NFL. Just like yo, relax, just chill, have right. fun, right. just enjoy it. You know, like so it was good to see like him. But then yeah. it was crazy because I remember I remember our coach had said this one thing about Chad. He was like, he was like, because Chad's production is up here, right? Mm-hmm. And his his production is here, and his antics was like up here too, right? They were probably even, you know, right? Um, meaning like his jokes and antics on the field and off the field. Once his production goes down here, but his antics stay up here, you know, then we're gonna get rid of him. So mm-hmm. like, man, like you're putting up with A just because he's doing B. Like I said, right. it shouldn't be that way. You should see, you know, like he's a great guy, great athlete. Um. But I think when I got there, like, the locker room was controlled by a lot of those veterans. So they wanted to kind of shift that because everybody would follow the veterans and not listen to the coaches. Right. And they would follow, like, the antics of the Chaz and the ways of, like, the older veterans. So I I believe they wanted to get rid of some of those apples when I was there just so they can have more control of their team because they felt like some of the coaches felt like they probably didn't have control of the team. Right. Um, So, but it it was cool, man, being around Chad and – and being able to hang out with him and just and he he didn't really go out much, you know mm. he wasn't he didn't really go out much. He didn't, wasn't somebody that was like out partying or out doing this or doing that. So it wasn't some somebody that you had to worry about getting a DUI at four in the morning or something, right? Or getting in trouble because you know he just loves to have fun, take care of people, and you know and just and play football. That was it. That's what he enjoyed. Oh man, now, that, that that's crazy because a lot of times people confuse antics with bad behavior. With bad they confuse, behavior, or they they confuse big personality with diva. With diva, and those yes, two, yes. And those two things don't have to correlate, right? They don't. They don't. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, nah, man. Chad had a big personality, but he's not like this diva guy that needs a lot of attention or this and this. That's just who he is. I think. You know, allow somebody to be who they are, and whatever brings them joy. Let them, let them, allow, allow them to have that. But people just think because you're, you have this, this, this NFL logo tattooed on you. You know, or you plan, you can't have a big personality. You have to right. be what the what society wants you to be. You have to be like this. Just play sports. Just be entertaining. That's it. On the field, off the field, don't do anything. That's Everybody wants you for what they want you for. Correct. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you right, could yeah. love to sing, but if I like you playing, let's say you're a great singer as well, right? Right. But mm-hmm. I like you better playing football because I'm a fan of your team. 
So right, the yeah. moment that you choose to go follow your dreams, right. right? Now you're equally good at singing as you are football, Correct. but football, yeah. you you want to go, you want to go sing, right? Right. Now yeah. I'm sick because oh he's a wimp, oh he's a pansy, oh right. he doesn't want to come out here like you know that type stuff just because you yeah. want to go follow what you want to go follow. So now I I one thousand percent agree with that. Yeah. Part. Yeah, I, I, it resonates with me big time, man. Kenny, like, yeah. where can people find you on social media? Um, Kenny Irons twenty three on social media. Um, I just work out and then post post motivation. <laughs> so if you want to see a bunch of workout <clears throat> videos and motivation, then you, they can follow it and catch up. But but that's yeah, it. so you know my show is called a Casual Flex. You are the first person that did both. Like you came on <laughs> ultra casual. Then you got your traps just in the camera, hex, hex all like this, like like Kitty hey, Flex hey, on for so. Hey, I had just I had just got off the toilet, so <laughs> when you when you were texting, I was like, I was like, man, do I call him while I'm on the toilet or just wait? So I was like, I had to get off the toilet, I had to go wash my hands, you know. I'm usually on the toilet, shirt off, and everything else. Got to get comfortable, right? So, <laughs> so I was like, I called in, like, oh man, I forgot I don't got those. That's why I didn't have the video on at first. But yeah. I see you request, you request yeah, the video. Yeah. They, they, they want to see you, but y'all here looking like an Avenger, bro. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to sign up and come out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dang, I was like, video. I was like, oh, say I got no shirt. I was like, forget it. I was like, forget it. Hey man, for sure, man, Kenny, man, thank you, bro. Hey, we gotta catch up, man. It's been a minute. It's been too long, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I, I, I probably, I'm a, I think I was gonna go down to the Auburn game because I think they play Tennessee this weekend. But I'm probably, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go or not. I'm sure it's on the side. But I want to go for that because the last game for the, the tenth. You going eight? You coming to eight? Yeah, I'm gonna be at eight for sure. Yep, yep. They got eight and then they got this. Um, I heard they had like a Letterman uh type deal. They gonna have like, um, like the seventeenth or something. But you definitely coming to eight day. Yeah, I'm coming to eight day for sure. Yep, I'm coming. Okay, to I'm gonna tell you about that other thing. See if you're gonna be down there. All right, sounds good, brother. All right, bro. All right. All right, man. Thank you. All right. No, thank you, bro. All right. For sure. All right. All right. All right later.